Relax, it goes like this. Pat, pat, rub, rub, pat, pat, rub. See? Now you try it. I immediately decided that the best way to deal with the onslaught of hate was to pretend it never happened. If anyone I knew actually had heard the story when it aired, I'd tell them that it was Paula Poundstone and deny any involvement. Two years later, I ran into Gary, the chicken storyteller. The first thing I did was ask him if he'd had any backlash after our stories aired. I hadn't gone back to read the rest of the message boards after I'd read the comments about myself, but it was NPR. He must have offended somebody. Surely there is a community college philosophy professor out there, busy knitting sweater vests for his chicken companion, who didn't even hear the story but was set off by hearing the word chicken, assuming it was yet another story of chicken contempt. Gary was too busy traveling the country, getting paid to tell stories for the Moth storytelling series, and writing a movie for Disney about a chicken family to indulge in self-flagellation. I didn't even know that NPR had message boards. He'd been back on the show several times, a fan favorite. There was a wealthy lady in the Palisades who, after hearing his chicken story, started paying for him to tell stories at her cocktail parties. Nobody was asking me to do anything like that. All I got were people asking me how I got on the show. Maybe I needed to be the hero after all. Maybe I was the hero, but I was so opposed to coming off as the hero that I'd exaggerated myself into an abusive idiot for a laugh. I went back and listened to the story itself for the first time. Next time I consider revealing my character flaws or mistakes I've made, I'll know how to do it in a way that makes me sound charming, like when an especially cute toddler says, I pooped. Cue tape. So during my first marriage, I was touring with a solo show. Boom! Right off the bat, I see mistakes. A better beginning would have been, so there I was in the Congo building a library out of mud bricks, or so there I was teaching blind teenagers how to fly on the trapeze. Solo theater and a first marriage? I'm surprised I've been able to travel freely within the United States. There's also a cockiness in my voice that is off-putting. A little more sad, nervous laughter wouldn't hurt or maybe more of a, help me, I'm so hungry, nasal tone. I was with some of the crew in the touring van driving around Aberdeen when we saw a bunch of dogs in a parking lot by a sign that said, pause pet adoption. Every single dog was completely insane. It was a madhouse of out-of-control dogs barking, lurching at passing people, squirrels, leaves. They all looked completely unadoptable. Boom again! Why didn't I say how the dogs were acting out because they were scared? They'd been abandoned or possibly abused. I sound like the woman on the playground who complained about homeless people. I hate bums. They drink too much. They're lazy. And they're always fighting. This was for NPR. To fail to acknowledge why the dogs were acting insane makes me sound like a Republican. Also, the show I was on tour for was actually a show about being adopted. I should have mentioned that. I was adopted. That very day in Aberdeen, Washington, I'd had a line of kids waiting for me after the show to tell me their stories of their non-traditional families. My sister is my aunt, but she doesn't want my mother to know because she never knew her dad, but she lives with his ex-wife now, who calls her Bunny, even though her real name is Nora. Instead of saying those dogs looked unadoptable, I could have mentioned how my heart went out to adopted things, like children, and highways, and dogs. Most important, I forgot to mention how country song lonely I had been at that time in my life. How I was married to a bartender who came home at four o'clock every morning. 
It had been so fun to date a bartender, I hadn't really thought about how down to my last lonely teardrop it would be to be married to one. Anyway, in the middle of all the chaos sat a little sweet black and white dog. He looked confused by it all, like, why am I here? The other dogs are insane. There's been a horrible mistake. He was half Border Collie, half Springer Spaniel, very cute. I go up to the lady in charge of the adoptions and say, I'd like this dog. Thank God I kept this part short. At the time, I'd seen the woman as off-puttingly severe, with 80s hair and eyebrows drawn on with a sharpie. Now I know these women are angels who are doomed to live in tiny studio apartments filled with the animals they save. They will never get laid or have a meal without a cat hair in it. She tells me that I don't want that dog. Oh, but I do. You can't handle this dog, she tells me. Border collies take a lot of work. Uh, excuse me, I can handle a dog. Actually, this part is okay. It was a big deal to adopt a dog. It felt good to get...